Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are back here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. And uh, a tremendous, tremendous welcome to you. And uh, Dr. Herb London is with us. He is going to join us here in just a second. And uh, uh, Dr. Herb, there is a lot going on in your world. Give give us an update on everything that's been going on. Well, there's so much. I mean, obviously, the uh, very important speech that President Trump gave in Riyadh is clearly one of the most important events that has occurred in the last 20 years. And then in addition, of course, the president's visit to Israel and his praying at the Western Wall, another very important symbolic act. And then, of course, the events that have taken place in Manchester, which clearly reveal that the president is quite right in trying to restrict people who come into the United States who we cannot in any way monitor. We see what that means in, with the terrible events, the horrific events that have occurred in Manchester. Now, um, break, break down the Manchester events for us, my friend. Break those down for us. Well, let me uh, just say the following. Here you have uh, at least two brothers who have been involved in planning an attack and have been inspired by ISIS. The brothers have visited Syria, and they come from Libya, areas where, in fact, you have no way of monitoring or have records on anything that has been done previously. They come back into the country. MI4 and MI5 know who these people are. It's not as if they haven't been in any way monitored. They know something about them. On the other hand, they did very little when they returned to the country. Many in the UK are saying, why didn't we do something and send these people right back to Syria? And in fact, I would argue that that's probably what should have occurred. The bomb that was, was organized was a fairly sophisticated weapon. And if one gauge engages in a kind of forensic analysis of a bomb, there's a signature in it. It tells you a lot about the people who put it together, where they've come from, the kind of materials that have been used. This is a bomb that is very often used by ISIS and clearly demonstrates that there are ties between ISIS and this embedded cell in the UK. And so this becomes very worrisome. How many are in this cell? How active are they? And are they capable of other terrorist attacks? That's one of the reasons why Prime Minister May increased this from a critical point to a threat level, the highest threat level that you have in the UK. So I do think that this becomes an exceedingly dangerous moment for the United Kingdom, but more importantly, a threat to the West. We've got to understand the nature of the threat. The comments that followed the events that occurred, the killing of 22 young people, as well as the injuries to at least 59 others, demonstrate that there is no real understanding of this yet, because Prime Minister May said, look, This is not an event that occurs with all Muslims. This is not an event that should lead to any kind of discrimination against Muslims. I agree with all of that. But the most important thing is the death of young people in the UK. That is the issue that has to be looked at. Why are people dying? We cannot allow the concern of civil liberties to stand in the way of the life and health of our citizens. 
And that kind of, that kind of balance, I think we've lost track of it. We've pushed so far in the direction of maintaining civil liberties and political correctness that we have lost a sense of protecting our own lives. Dr. Herb Lunda with us today, uh, talking a little bit about some of the different things going on. Now, um, Doctor, there is a uh, lot going on with this subject as far as uh, how the world looks at things. Uh, y- y- give us your thoughts on that. Well, look, I, I think when you say the world, the world is, is bifurcated. I mean, there's a world out there that absolutely believes in the terrorists, and there's a world out there that recognizes the horror associated with this. We are moving... I think, dramatically, in a very significant direction technologically. The world, I think, will be in a far better position 20 years from now if we were to look at the standard of living that is changing the character of the globe. On the other hand, we are being undermined by a terrorist activity and a sensibility that simply wants to destroy. This is nihilism that has been set loose on the world stage. That kind of nihilism takes the form of ISIS and al-Qaeda and organizations of this kind. And these organizations, by the way, are like the tree of terror. The tree of terror has branches, and the branches fall off. And from those branches, there are splinters. Every one of those splinters is a potential terrorist. So these don't necessarily have to be big events like the events that occurred on 9-11, but they are potential terrorist events that can occur everywhere across the globe and represent panic and concern and the loss of life. Dr. Herb London with us today, president of the London Center for Policy Research and author of the new book, Leading from Behind, the Obama Doctrine and the U.S. Retreat from International Affairs. And uh, he joins us live here on our big broadcast here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Now, um, President Trump went to the heart of the Muslim world. He called on the Middle Eastern nations to stamp out extremism. Give us your thoughts and takes on that, my friend. Well, what the president is saying, in effect, is that for a considerable period, we had in the United States under President Obama no foreign policy. It was neither foreign nor policy. It was based on the idea that the United States could not play a central role or an important role in intervening in various uh, conditions across the globe. The consequence of that was a form of withdrawal. The tilt that occurred was a tilt at Iran. And the geopolitical view on the part of the Obama administration is that Iran would serve as a kind of balance wheel in the Middle East. It's a thoroughly misguided view. And it led to great, great dissatisfaction on the part of the Sunni nations. I remember just sitting down with President Sisi of Egypt and chatting with him. And he said, look, I, I was trained in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm very much an American. I love America. But America doesn't love me. And I said, what do you mean America doesn't love you? He said, well, Obama promised us Apache helicopters to fight the war in the Sinai. They have not been forthcoming. Uh, there have been all kinds of promises on the part of the Obama administration. They haven't delivered. Now, with Trump, a new chapter has emerged. You probably saw how excited Sisi was at this meeting in Riyadh, because he recognizes the fact that the United States will now stand behind Egypt. The combination of Egypt and Saudi Arabia and Bahrain and Jordan and even Israel as an unregistered member of this defense condominium clearly suggests that there will now be a way of offsetting the imperial ambitions of the Shia. And that is extremely important in maintaining order in that part of the world. And then Trump also said, look, you've got to deal with, you've got to root out the extremism in your own societies. And that is undoubtedly true. We can't do it for them. But the United States can provide logistics and intelligence and military equipment. 
we can do an awful lot. We can provide that kind of leadership that would hope to help these nations unite together in the war against extremism. But we've got to play that kind of role, and the President of the United States has fully indicated we are prepared to do so. We've got Dr. Herb London with us today. Now, Doctor, what did you make of the fact that they, uh, the president went and made a speech uh, to these folks in the Middle East, and then the very next day, it wasn't even, wasn't even 24 hours, there was a terrorist attack across the, uh, across the pond in the United Kingdom? Well, I mean, they are clearly related. Obviously, what ISIS is saying is no matter what Trump says, we have the ability to engage in terrorism. And as I've suggested to you, what you have is an insurgency movement across the globe. Even if tomorrow ISIS is defeated, as I hope it will be, there is no doubt that what will emerge is a variety of other terrorist activities. Each one of the terrorists operates out of this tree of terrorism. They're the splinters. The splinters that now can create havoc and chaos and death. And that's what we've seen in the U.K. These people were inspired by Syria and by Libya, where they've come from. And even though they've been tracked by the intelligence authorities in, in the U.K., the fact is that they were still free to operate. And you have an embedded cell in the U.K., just as you have embedded cells in the United States. This is the real challenge of the FBI. How do you counter this potential influence? And when the president said that we've got to do everything in our power to prevent these people from coming into the United States, you have courts across the United States that say, oh, no, 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 this is a ban on Muslims. Not a ban on Muslims. It's a ban on terrorism. That is the first and overarching responsibility of the President of the United States to provide for tranquility and order in this country. He's got to provide the national security. And so he's got to do everything in his power to prevent terrorists from entering the United States, just as Prime Minister May has to do the same thing in the U.K., it is Dr. Herb London joins us today here in our broadcast. Now, uh, uh, something that is uh, happening close to home is uh, Jeff Sessions. Um, he he has uh, got all sorts of things going on with him. Um, give us the update uh, with the with, with the senator. Well, I mean, here you have uh, the attorney general who's facing problems, largely because the left in the United States is now very much clamoring to the head of Donald Trump. And what they want to find is some sort of evidence that Donald Trump did engage in some sort of collusion with the Russians in order to get elected in this, uh, this past 2016 presidential race. Uh, I, there's no evidence thus far. And my feeling is that there are so many out there to delegitimize the Trump administration that it doesn't make any difference whether there's evidence or not because there are people who are already saying there is obstruction of justice charges against the president because he fired Comey. Well, again, the president of the United States has the right to, to fire Comey under any circumstances. Comey works for him. He doesn't work. <laughs> the president doesn't work for Comey. So, I, again, I find this all laughable, but it really is dangerous because it becomes a significant distraction with the kind of policies that have to be introduced. Trump cannot get credit on the part of the left in the United States for whatever he does. There is no longer dispassion or honesty in the portrayal of what is happening in Washington. And that is a very real problem, a problem for the country and something very different from the experiences that I've seen with the presidency over the last 50 years. This is a new kind of attitude that has emerged in America. And it is to delegitimize the president. I call it the second American revolution. 
The first is to dissociate ourselves from the British. The second is to dissociate ourselves from Donald Trump. We've got the fantastic, fantastic Dr. Herb London with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. And, uh, Doctor, you've got this new book out there. Let's talk about the book. Well, the book is leading from behind, as I suggested indirectly in this conversation. What you had during the Obama years was a foreign policy that created a vacuum in much, much of the world, largely because the president did not believe that the intervention of the United States would make any difference, in fact, even worsen conditions on the world stage. And so the United States led from behind. Well, you can lead from behind. I mean, talk to a football player and saying, you know what, uh, we'll start giving 14 or 15 points to the other side, and then we'll see whether we can provide leadership on the football field. I mean, you don't lead from behind. And the president of the United States created a vacuum. There is no such thing as a vacuum in international affairs, just as there's no such thing as a vacuum in nature. That vacuum will be filled, and very often by unpleasant actors. And that's what we've seen. The world stage has been filled by the Chinese and the Russians and the Iranians and ISIS, but the United States has not played a significant role. What Trump has to do is to manage to capture or recapture the role that the United States once played. And that's what the speech in Saudi Arabia was all about, that the United States is back. There's a new chapter that we're writing in American history and that the role of the United States is not to be policemen of the world, but to be a leader in uniting the world against terrorism. Well, uh, Doctor, uh, give us a little bit more details on, on what we're facing uh, with this new book and, and where you want it to go, my friend. Well, I mean, I like your, I'd like every one of your readers and listeners to buy a copy. It's available on Amazon. As I indicated, the book is designed not only to give you a sense of the failure of the Obama farm policy or lack thereof, but also to give you a pathway into the future, into the kind of decisions that have to be made by the new administration. So the book is, a, is a, both a guide as well as an understanding or history of what happened over the last eight years. We've got Dr. Herb London with us today. Tell us about the writing process for the book. Well, you know, I, I started writing this book when the, uh, the Obama administration was elected. In 2009, the president gave a major speech in Cairo. That was the beginning of an American foreign policy different from the past. Then he engaged in a series of apologias, where he traveled the globe saying, I'm terribly sorry for the role that the United States has played here and there, including Normandy, which of course was very upsetting to me when you consider the blood that soaks the soil of Normandy with the United States defending Europe against Nazism. But nonetheless, the president went through this exercise, trying to change the course of the American historical patterns. And what I think the president actually believed is that the arc of history was moving in our direction, and it was not necessary for the United States to play the kind of active role we did in the past. In my judgment, that was a misguided decision. And since the world is in disarray, I think the world probably agrees with me more than President Obama. In any case, what you find today is that we've got to develop a foreign policy that provides direction without at the same time committing American resources in every single corner of the globe. We can't do that any longer, but we can use our allies to play the role of boots on the ground and we will provide the logistics, the military equipment, and some of the intelligence that's necessary to assist them. Well, your book has been getting a lot of rave reviews. Uh, tell us about some of the different reviews you've gotten on the book so far. Well, we, we, I, we've really gotten them four or five outstanding reviews. I mean, what people are saying is, look, the book is a very helpful way of thinking about foreign policy. Uh, I was very distressed with Obama 
but it has nothing to do with partisanship. It has something to do with the nature of the policy. Uh, I was uh, once a Democrat. Uh, I'm no longer a Democrat, but I was once a Democrat. And I do believe that we need a two-party system in the United States, and we need to have a loyal opposition. So I am not opposed to the idea of having positions very different from mine. On the other hand, I think it's necessary to recognize what is best for the United States, at home and abroad, what is in the best interest of this country. I run a think tank that is organized around one central principle. Think through the policies that assist the United States in developing the best possible stance that we can on the world stage. It is the fabulous Dr. Herb London. He's with us today. He's got his new book out there. Now, uh, what the book, how does this compare with some of the other books you've written in the past? Well, I, I, it's, that's very hard to say. I mean, you know, like a father, every child is, is desirable. Every child is as good as the last one. So I don't make any judgments about my books. I've written or edited 30 books. So I, I've got a, a vast history here. And I love each and every one of them. Some of them, I think, make more significant contributions than others. And this one, I think, makes a very significant contribution in thinking through what are the appropriate policies for this country. Well, Doctor, uh, where, where can we pick up the book, my friend? Well, the book is available on Amazon. It's, uh, it's only $15, but I do think that it would be, I'd love to hear from your listeners. And, you know, if they pick up a copy of the book and write to me at londoncenter.org, I will certainly respond. I'm very eager to hear what they have to say about the book and about the kind of analysis we've gone through. Dr. Herb London with us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Thank you, Doctor. As always, it was a pleasure. Thank you for being on, my friend. Well, always an honor to be with you. Thank you very much. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Dr. Herb London on Skype Audio today. That is that. It's Build, Grow, and Enjoy. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.